You can find it on Amazon or iTunes or stream it on Paramount+. Plus. It's a great show. You should definitely watch it along with us, but you do not have to. Also, we often say some naughty words in this show, so just be prepared. Tell me tale of your sweatshirt. Um, it's so dumb. It says it's the most waterfowl time of the year. <laughs> Will you put uh, it on Instagram? That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, and on my walk today, I got to see a Barrow's Golden Eye and a Northern Harrier. Um, that's not a waterfowl. But I saw lots of loons and some buffle heads. And I learned that buffle head comes from buffalo because evidently the shape of their head looks like a buffalo. I didn't see it, though. You could be Danny the Answer Man. I tend to do that to people at the park. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be like, you're looking at that bird. You know what that bird is? And I will tell them about that bird. Nice. I like people who do that. As long as they don't do it for too long. Yeah. Just check your watch. And if it's been more than one minute and 39 seconds, get out of there. Yeah. I usually awkward it up pretty fast and then just like say I got to (laughs) go. Here's some facts. I got to go. Bye. Can I tell you the thing that's causing me a lot of anxiety today? Yeah. We have a beautiful Christmas tree. Good. Sam put all of his ornaments in one line at the bottom, and it's great. They're all smooshed together because they're friends. Um, But (laughs) it's adorable. Pictures, please. But I went to water it today, and I realized I forgot to water it yesterday. And the water was like this far below the trunk. Mm -hmm. She's holding up a smidgen. A smidgen. And... Now I'm wondering, like, it's possible that it wasn't dry at the bottom of the trunk for very long. Mm -hmm. And that me adding the water will have saved it. Because it's the best smelling tree I've had in years. And I'm going to be so sad if I ruined it. I feel like the better the smell, the hardier the tree. Okay. So you're probably fine. Thanks. I like that you just made that up for me. (laughs) Doesn't that feel like a fact? It does. I think it more is like dependent (laughs) upon the species of the tree. Yeah. This one smells good. Um, do you know what kind of tree you got? Green. Mm -hmm. Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Green Christmas tree. The inside kind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember. And I threw away the tag. He said there were three kinds of trees there. It wasn't. It's not one of the ones that he said. <laughs> it's probably not two of the three. It's, it's probably only one tree. <laughs> it's definitely not the one that he said that was the kind I hadn't heard of. Okay. But it's one of the, it's probably a Douglas or a Noble. I never remember which one is which. Mm. And it's not the other one. Not the other one. They have a new tree out this year? <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> Hot new tree. <laughs> Big shout out to the uh, high school booster club uh, yeah. 
tree lot. They have all the sports teams come work each night. Some of the different mm-hmm. kids have to work at it. And then the grown-ups who seem like they hate it. But this is a great service. They have a bunch of stands there. And you can buy your tree by the stand. They put the stand on for you and they make sure the tree's level. Then they wrap it up and put it on your car for you. So we just walked it into the house and just set it down. Whoa, that's such a rigmarole. I know. And every single year we get into a fight about trying to get the tree to stand up in the stand. And this year we didn't even have to do it. Wow. And then they said next year, bring that stand back, get a new tree that put the stand right back on for us. Way to go, high school boosters. I know. What is your local high school's team called? Spartans. Okay. That's sensical. The team for the high school in the town next door, they're called the Boomers. And I just saw their logo for the first time tonight. What is it? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll post a picture of this too if we, um, if this makes it to air. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a pig, a, a running boar. Also kind of a bear. Why is it called a boomer? I don't know. Hmm. That's what I was hoping you would tell me. No, I mean, I could make something up for us if we want. Would you? You be the answer man now. Okay. So maybe it's short for boomerang. Hmm. And it's a kind of boar that is native to the Australian outback. That makes sense for Oregon Coast um, <laughs> team. Yeah. Yeah. This pig thing has like enormous claws is the other part. What is that f- a dog? Is it a is it a- that's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's got knife feet. And that is like- the worst thing I've ever seen. It looks like a bear mixed with a warthog, mixed with like a bulldog. A wolverine mixed with a bulldog. Like mm, wolver- wolverine, wolverine yeah. feet or wolverine claws. Bulldog jowls. Yes. I guess boar body. Yeah. It's Saber little... teeth. Saber tooth yeah. tiger teeth. And then like, I don't know, elderly gentleman ears. Well, that's the bear. Bear or boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll never know. That is terrible looking. I hate it. I would be so mad if I had to wear that on my high school spirit gear. Or I would love it. I might love it. All right. I'm going to Google it. What is... Well, if I Google what is a boomer, I'm gonna, yes. what is a boomer animal? A uh, mountain beaver. It's a mountain beaver. Oh, my God. The mountain beaver? Look up a mountain beaver. It looks nothing like that. That is an extremely bad drawing of a mountain beaver. (laughs) They're so cute. They're super cute. They don't look like that at all. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, Jessica. Mm -hmm. Hi. Thanks for coming to Hey Dude. I mean, yay, dude. Hi, Teresa. And, And that's, hey, Jess. And that's the end of the episode. That was a pretty good cold open, you mean? Yes. Today on Yay Dude, our Hey Dude Rewatch podcast, we're going to be discussing Dudesberry, mm-hmm. which aired on the 28th 
of nine, which is September 1990. Yes. It was written by friend of the show, Lisa Malamed, and directed by Frederick King Keller. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Obviously, it was called Dudesbury as a play on Doonesbury, which was yeah. a comic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had done any research on it. Did you? Um, I, no, it's uh, my dad's favorite, and we always buy him. Oh, I'm going to be in trouble with him because I cannot remember the artist's name. I will tell you because I'm looking it up right now. Oh, Gary excellent. Trudeau. Yeah, Gary with two R's. Is um, that true? What? Does he really yes, have two Gary R's? With two R's. Isn't that weird? I'm going to tell you about it real quick just so that we can get that out of the way because I just yeah. just brought it up on my favorite Wikipedia. Um, oh. Gary Trudeau, it chronicles the adventures and lives of an array of characters of various ages, professions, and backgrounds from the President of the United States to the title character, Michael Doonesbury, who has progressed from a college student to a youthful senior citizen over the decades. <laughs> uh, created in the throes of 60s and 70s counterculture and frequently political in nature, Doonesbury features characters representing a range of affiliations, but the cartoon is noted for its liberal viewpoint. Well, then that makes sense why your dad likes it. Yeah. News nerd. Mm-hmm. And do you want to know on the IMDb page, it says in the in the fun facts section that this episode was written because Joe Torres is a talented artist and Lisa is an amazing writer for these specific humans. What? Okay, yeah. so here was my biggest problem with the episode, mm-hmm. which was not with the episode itself. It's with all other episodes. If Danny has been that talented, mm-hmm. how is everybody just finding out about it? Like, I yeah. feel as though he wasn't hiding it all that well that he was working on a comic strip. You know, he was just like doing yeah. it outside in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so are these teens that bad of friends where they never have been like, hey, Danny, you got any hobbies or talents? Or is he embarrassed? about his skill set because he certainly shouldn't be or has he just been like most of us humans in society where the art has been beaten out of us we've been trained not to honor our inner artist selves and he's just getting back to it that little melody makes a throwaway comment she asks are we in a cartoon or something yeah and he that's That's inspiration. It sparked his joy again. I would have thought that in all the times that Ted and and Buddy have been talking about comics, would have come up, Mm -hmm. hey, you know what? I like drawing comics. Or, and here's what I just kept thinking the entire time. The Mm -hmm. Battle of a Hundred Bucks, where they were looking through the yellow pages for an artist. I Uh, feel like Danny could have said, you know, I'm an artist. Yeah. We don't need to look in the yellow pages. Yeah, we just have somebody take a picture of us and we'll, and I'll paint it. I'll paint it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But not the best use of a hundred. Well, no, that's a great use of a hundred bucks because then you get the painting and you get to keep the hundred bucks. Yeah. And he gets new art supplies and 
Anyway, great. So more of a more of a character continuity thing than anything, but I do always appreciate how Lisa thinks about these these young actors. Yeah, um, and thinks of teens as people. Believe it or not, they are. They are. Turns out. Turns out. Three dimensional and everything. Mm-hmm. Danny's character has really been blossoming this season. Like totally. We, understand a lot more about his um metal head self mm-hmm. <laughs> he's 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 pretty cool i think that it makes a lot of sense that he was the one i was crushing on when i was a kid it does make sense though in the opening scene there was nothing attractive about danny in a bald cap no especially a bald cap that didn't match his skin tone it did suit jake pretty well though I guess uh, he he pulled it off as a as a goof em up. He is a goof em up. But listen, before we get any further into this, I would like to read the synopsis for you. Please do. Are you ready? Yes. Danny creates a comic strip based on the bar nun for the local paper. Feelings get hurt when his coworkers see the characters are based on themselves. Oof. Great synopsis. Great synopsis. We had some guests on this episode that I would like to tell you about. Do it. Um, there were four characters who made brief appearance. Well, three who made brief appearances. Okay, listen. Steve Pierce, Victoria Henning, and Joanne Self were all in the background. Okay, great question. Uh-huh. Was her last name Self or was she playing herself? She, her last name is Self. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Could be she, either uh, one. Her character was called The Woman. Oh, she's the one who bought the piece of art from Danny. Oh. Did you notice the way what they called the newspaper guy in the credits? Was it not Roy? I'm pretty sure they called him The Boyfriend. No, that was Steve Pierce. Oh. He was the boyfriend who was cackling oh. over his girlfriend, um, Victoria Henning, the girlfriend. <laughs> See, I, okay, that makes more sense. I was assuming no. they were spouses and, you know, because mm. it's no. a family show. It's a family show. Can you imagine being at a ranch with someone you're not married to? Yeah, what were they... Who goes to a ranch? Who goes to a ranch without their spouse? Who just goes to a freaking ranch? (laughs) (laughs) No, Roy was played by Tracy Henry. um, And none of those four cast members have any other credits to their names. But Paul Guillot played the photographer. And I would like to tell you a little bit about him. He was a stand-in for Nicolas Cage in Firebirds in 1990, the same year this came out. He was Nicolas Cage. Whoa. So that's something. He also was a stand-in for James Spader. And he's been a producer for a lot of things. But the most exciting one was the Edge of Her Mind anthology, which uh, came out in 2022, which is about women and mental health. And I thought that was interesting. He's a writer in NCIS and the librarians and leverage. And he mostly played newsy type people, news, news people, played a newsroom colleague in in newsies. He was not in newsies ever, though, so far as I know. 
So we watched this one with Sam tonight. Mm-hmm. We sat on the couch. We were being lazy bums, and we were eating Mexican food on the couch, and it was oh. lovely. Jealous. And I know. It was so nice. And first thing he says, well, you know, we're watching for a bit, and he's just wrapped attention being quiet. And then he says, when did Buddy get so big? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am so curious about how little people who are like small in age and stature are. Yeah. When do you, I wouldn't think that he would notice such a thing. Yeah. Like when can you tell if a kid has gone from little to big when you are littler than them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody older is just way old. Or when can a grown up man who works in a newspaper figure out that, a girl is a teenager and stop hitting on her. Yeah. That her colleague who he calls just a kid, like (laughs) anyway. Yeah. We can talk about that one another time, Lisa. I think, I don't think that that's a a storyline she would have written now the way it went. I do think she would have written about, you know, Brad realizing she needs to, you know, take some more risks and be a little bit more adventurous, but I don't think it would have been go out with the adult man from the newspaper. No, but that is the kind of guy that I like would like for her to be with. My question, well, if he were like way hotter and if he hit on her at the appropriate time in his life, how old do you think that guy was? It was his first job. So it's possible he was like 22 yeah, I would venture maybe he was even still in college, like 21. Yeah. They're going to go on a date with an older guy at a lake. Got to find a magazine with some tips. But just weird. <laughs> weird that it was like in the same breath that he called Danny just a kid. That, yeah. was, that was the part that was like, well, hmm, bud. Yeah. Maybe chill. Yeah. And he was so not chill. No. No. Should we get into it? Yeah, yeah. I think we already did. We open on Beatrice Small's Sky O'Malley fat romance novel um, that is, uh, according to all of the internet, very porny. Oh, it's a real book? Yeah, it's a real book. We can have book club. It's super hot. Very Everybody porny. Says so. Is that the way they Very porny. It? Okay. Yeah. Good for you, Brad. Like, Lots of hot action. Well, she does say the guys in it are just as insufferable, basically, as real life. No. But I think she had a nice evening at home while Melody was out on a date. And she looks adorable. She is wearing a red, green, and blue floral dress. And I'm going to say it again. I know it's like I've said it a million times, but that hair... It's so just luscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's about to tell Brad about the date, and uh, Jake and Danny walk in and are like, uh, we followed you, and we wore bald caps, and he was a loser. And it looks like I'm wearing a condom on my head. Yes. I hated that part. But that I do think was- it was very funny that they followed her and were eavesdropping on her date. I think that yeah. was very teenager, and I liked what it. What better things were there to do? I do feel like there is this 
kind of unspoken. Lisa has mentioned this, that she like, I don't know why we didn't put Jake and Melody together. I got this vibe of like, he was checking up on her because he likes her. He's always making little comments like, are you decent? And like, oh, hubba hubba. And I think deep down, he, he has the hots for her. Yeah, he made a little joke. Are you decent? And they said yes. And he was like, I'm a go then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's got the hots for beautiful melody. I think there might be a bit, a bit of a crush. I think you might be right. No, I know. Future future state, when, when this thing comes back on the air, I think that they'll be together. That would be cute. So after the credits, they're sitting mm-hmm. on the tree that we kept trying to find when we were at yeah. the lunch. Danny and Jake are Danny hides a notebook behind his back and Jake's being a nosy noserson and Danny's being very withholding. He is. And he is representing his lovely home state of Arizona on his t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was going to like make a statement about it, but I have a on his shirts that say whatever state I'm living in at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many state shirts. So, huh. but basically in this scene, Jake figures out that Danny is an amazing cartoonist. He's made a, a little comic called the dud ranch. Cause the E fell off the sign. And guess what? It's about the foibles of these ranch hands. Mr. Ear nest lasso. Buggy, Drab, Harmony, and Jerk. <laughs> Who is Lasso? Is uh, that Lucy? Lucy, that makes sense. Um, the tyrannical uh, ranch hand. We don't see Mr. Earnest or Mr. Ernst in this episode at all, I think. Or Kyle. Or Kyle's like Kyle's just straight up just excluded from this comic <laughs> and this episode. And, this and all of their life brains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I do believe we heard tale from Lisa and Kelly that David Brisbane was not here uh, during a few episodes because his beautiful wife, Laura Innes, yeah. was giving birth. Yeah. He was being a new daddy or, or a continued daddy. <laughs> Who knows? But his beautiful wife was having a baby. I want to take you somewhere. Are you ready to go? Ah. Uh, Yes, please come to Etymology Corral with me. I will go. Giddy up. So, dud comes from Old English dud, D-U-D-D-E, which was a word for cloak. And they use that like from the 1300s on. And then if between 1560 and 1825, duds started like in plural specifically started referring to ragged clothing. And in 1897, it started referring to a counterfeit thing. And then in 1908, it began to mean a useless, inefficient person or thing. Interesting. So I always think of it in the singular, as you just said, like, ah, this fireworks a dud. It didn't work. That's a dud, yeah. But in the late 80s, and I don't know if this was a thing that other people said or if it was just my sister and her friend, but mm-hmm. it they had made me believe through what they thought was cool was um, spandex shorts with oversized t-shirt and everything mm-hmm. was neon. 
Yeah. And um, they correct. Call, yes, absolutely. It was like 1988 and it was hot stuff. And mm-hmm. they referred to this particular outfit as duds. Only that outfit and not other outfits? Only that outfit. It was like cool duds, man. And I don't know if that's actually what was happening or if that's just how my young brain was perceiving it. But I now, like to me, forever etched in my brain is that that outfit is called duds. It's cool. It's cool duds, man. And so it was like, maybe it was like a take back of the ragged clothing because it was only the coolest. I Cool duds. I do remember cool duds being like a phrase, a turn of phrase that we would use. Yeah. In that era. But I wonder if maybe the it was a brand thing. Mm, good question. If the matching neon oversized shirt and <laughs> uh, spandex like came on the same hanger and that was called duds, you know? Oh, could be. Did you have that outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Mine was not all neon, though, but I would, my favorite version was teal spandex shorts and an oversized um, uh, white shirt that had a giant, like, Persian cat face on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were you ready for a little more of this show? Yeah, right away um, after this... uh, cartoon revelation a man in a car drives up and his he, his name's roy he's giving himself a pep talk he's got some horn-rimmed glasses so you know he's a nerd with his suspenders and he looks at brad and is like wow you're here and he asks for mr decker i had to think about it too as did brad like mr mm-hmm. who you don't think yeah. of Jake as a mister. No. But I was reminded again how cool that name is. Jake Decker? Jake Decker. There's no way you're not cool if your name's Jake Decker. Yeah. You're either really cool or you're the, like, redheaded, mischievous kid who, like, gets into a lot of trouble. Mm, I guess. I feel like that kid's name... It's more like Nick. Oh, I mean, Nick's Nick's come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> it might be Nick Decker. Yeah, Nick Decker. Tyler Decker. Oh, it's Tyler Decker. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Jake Decker's cool. Tyler Decker, kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me, what do you think of this giant statue that Lucy's carrying? Okay, it's an owl, and it's got, like, a feather cap and some various uh, accoutrements. And mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, – here's here here's what I think of it. Ridiculous, yeah. obviously. The, it, there's no way it was actually that heavy. That's what I think. Yeah. I see a couple of those around here, not decked out like that, but I've seen a few folks with little owls like that up on their porches and – what not to mm-hmm. scare away the the birds, I guess. From yeah, the- they are other raptors are gonna avoid the territory. Yeah. And there's just no um, way it was that heavy. So she was overselling that. What did you think? I was really confused about why Mr. Ernst bid on it in an auction. 
and why it was Lucy's job to bring it home. I don't understand why they just like set it right in the middle <laughs> of the doorway. Yeah. Which is where it stays for the whole episode. It does. Um, it was a <laughs> weird addition. I bet, I bet that one came not from Lisa's script, but from Mr. Yost himself. I also noticed something in this one, and I was wondering if you caught it too. Remember Lisa and Kelly were telling us that that Graham Yost would like put various little things on the their dining table, like silly stuff? Yeah. There was like the big jar of pickles, but they had mentioned specifically, they had said like he would put mayonnaise and things like that. I saw a thing of mayonnaise. Did you notice? No, I didn't. Yeah, I thought um, that was funny. Nice. Uh, Lucy brings this Roy character into the lobby where Jake is doing a little song and dance with his drum, with his uh, improvised tubs. <laughs> He's starting it's to take his cute. job more serious, though. He's, like, actually in a uniform, and he's answering phones now. Yeah, I think this may be the first time we've seen him with a name tag on. I think so. Seems like it, actually. Oh, I'm glad he got a... Glad it's true that he got a job for real. <laughs> Do you think he was just an intern previously? <laughs> oh, he could have been on a trial, you know? Like a mail carrier. You know, they don't get their... No, this is the most they wild don't get their thing. wings <laughs> this is the most wild thing i've ever heard but yeah it, if you ever see like a plain clothes mail carrier it's because they're just starting out they haven't earned their clothing yet and i'm pretty sure they now this one is going to have to come to correction stuff i know mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure they have to buy their own gear and they're like not allowed to go like shopping for it until they've passed their trial period wow Huh. It seems like of anybody, the person who most should be wearing some sort of identifying gear to be walking around and up on your porch and stuff is the new mail carrier. Like after a yeah. while, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. That's the guy who brings the mail. But mm -hmm. the first time somebody comes around, don't you think they should yeah. have some sort of. Maybe they have an interim mail carrier badge. They just. Plain clothes. That's fucked up, dude. Isn't it? There's like a whole thing. And they have to have like these really expensive shoes too. And they have to buy them themselves? I, it's something like that. Again, again, I will bring this to correction trough because I know I'm wrong. But okay. it's something. They have to, they they don't, somebody told me this because years ago I made a comment or something on Facebook like, why does this guy look like such a schlub? He's supposed to be delivering the mail. And somebody was like, because he's just starting. They have to buy he's their own just a baby stuff. mail carrier. Yeah. They have to earn their earn their wings. Anyway. Um Lucy looks absolutely delighted. Yeah. To be watching Jake's antics, which is interesting. Yeah. So then basically, and we can I think probably mostly scoot through this, is that it this was wild to me. Okay, the guy wants to talk to Jake because Jake is supposedly representing the artist. He's manager mm. and he wants to get Danny's comics into the newspaper. Yeah. And Danny's way too talented just to be sitting around drawing. Mm -hmm. And it looks as though Jake convinces Danny pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, sure. We can put my comics in the newspaper. And then they're like, well, good thing because it's already in the newspaper. Right? Like, 
I don't think you're allowed to do that. No, that seems very like um, the, illegal. Uh, illegal, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, Danny could get litigious about that if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So his his stuff was picked up straight away. And and it's a really big deal to this Roy guy because he just started out at this paper and he needs to prove to his boss that he's good at newspaper job. Mm-hmm. And so like the best way is to find him the only comic that made his boss laugh. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it made him laugh. And it made him laugh because it was mean. Because <laughs> that's... That's what they wanted, comics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we went through a really, it seems like maybe a long phase of humor was supposed to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, we had, like, Revenge of the Nerds and stuff. We've talked yeah. about this before where it's like, yeah. hey, let's make fun of people. The funniest thing in the world is to put other people down. And then that kind of went away recently, which is great. Yeah. I'm glad about that. Oh, my God. I'm so glad about it. Yeah. Roy's got kind of a mullet, which matches Danny's mullet. And that's kind of nice. You know how I would describe him to a listener who couldn't see him right now? Hmm. What's the name of the guy from American Psycho? Like, the character? I don't know. Anyway, he looks like Christian Bale in American Psycho if you made his very well-tailored outfits much schlubbier and, and mm-hmm. looser and then replace the tie with a goofy tie and then put like nerd glasses on him. If instead of a psychopath, he was newspaper nerd guy. Then he starts hitting on Brad. Yeah, he's hitting on Brad and he hangs out there for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Like he's always around from here on out. <laughs> he's the new Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, Brad needs a romantic interest of sorts. and Every moment. Every moment. Yeah, Melody is pissed. All of the teens are. And yeah. Lucy. Yeah, it turns and, out the comic is not nice. Yeah. And Jake comes in and he's like, everybody, you should be able to take a joke, lighten up. But then, then he finds out that his name is Jerk. And uh, he gets sad, too. Yeah, he's sad, man. (laughs) They're going to confront Danny about it. Is that what they decide to do? And then when they walk in, he's doing caricatures of people for money. Yeah. He's got a big lineup. Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was your favorite comic strip? Uh, So when I was young. It was definitely Garfield. Well, here's here's how the order went on our our funny pages. So we called Mm -hmm. it. So. It was Peanuts, Garfield, and then Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. And I like you didn't really have to read anything beyond those three, in my opinion. Yeah, those, those are the, the important ones. The important ones. I mean, yeah. I'm with you. I, Correct. When I was a kid, little probably Peanuts and and Garfield. But then I got a little bit older as Calvin and Hobbes. How about you? That's those are the ones. You flip the pages and you get the Cathy's and the Dilberts mm-hmm. and the stuff that's maybe funny to the working adults. Yeah. And then they also had like Marmaduke and Family Circus, which were just yeah. lame. I knew from early on that Family Circus was lame. Yeah. It did not have any um, hu- humor. 
think it missed. Correct. Yeah. I think most of the funny, like a lot of the time. There was one I remember in high school. Uh, uh, Luann? Luann? Luann. Luann. Luann was I liked a- her a lot. Luann was one I really liked in middle school. Yeah. And Pickles. Did you read Pickles? Yeah. Pickles. Pickles did it sometimes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Luann. Because Luann would, like, you could follow it. It was a story. Yeah. It was a little bit of a, like, a teen, teen comic because yeah. you follow a teenager kind of through the same storyline. I think there was a, a male romantic figure for her. Yeah. And a brother, if I recall, an older brother was a jerk. That sounds that sounds right. And her mom and her mom's best friend were dorks. Mm. I want to get back into Luann. I believe the author is from Oregon. No way. Let's let's do that. Let's get in it back into Luann. So Danny's selling caricatures and he's getting interviewed and He's like got a line out the door for these caricatures that he's doing. And then uh, Brad approaches him and is pretty angry about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then Lucy is also pretty pissed. And this photographer who has also played Nick Cage as a stand in um, (laughs) keeps bugging everybody. He goes ahead and gathers everybody. He Danny, not the photographer. Well, the photographer kind of um, does. He gets them all in for a real close picture. Yeah. That was weird. And Lucy's like, mm-mm. And Danny uh, presents uh, the ladies all with uh, caricatures and is only going to charge them $10. I, Christine Taylor, if you are listening, that caricature looks nothing like you. And I hope that nothing as a teen like girl, you. you didn't like look at that and think, oh my God, did somebody think I look like this? No. Yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful as ever. And that is not what you, that's not what you look like. So here's what I'm wondering. I wonder if actual Joe Torres drew these. Oh. And that he may be a talented artist, but this may be his first, like, getting into what a caricature, you know. The Lucy one's pretty good. Lucy one's not bad. The Brad one would be good if it was of somebody else that looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, though, the Melody one is the first one he did. Yeah. And maybe it was supposed to be of a of a different person. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. It doesn't look like her at all. Anyway, they don't want these. He was going to charge them for these caricatures, and they don't want them. And go- goodbye. So they decide to have a kind of intervention. Yeah. With Danny, because he's getting too big for his britches. Yeah. They don't like it. Yeah. He was interviewing himself. Yeah. I don't know. I frankly think that he shouldn't be being mean. Right. But I feel like when you're, he's adjusting to a new period of fame and dealing with the Mr. Ernst's uh, little champion treatment. And like, yeah, it's probably a lot of pressure and he's probably not handling it super great. Yeah. And also like, can you be happy for your friend who's a comic strip artist in the newspaper at like 17 years old Mm -hmm. let him goof on you a little bit 
Like, how mean could it yeah. be? Yeah, to get in an, a syndicate, well, probably not syndication. Right. It's just the daily news. But to get in the newspaper, like, can it really be that mean? Yeah. Is this when they do a caricature of him? No. First they go and sit at the table and Danny eats weird. Yeah. And then So they try to talk to him and Brad is like, come on, don't do this to us. And then he's like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm the best guy. And then that's when they talk and they're like, let's get that back at him. great Danny impression. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get together and they, turns out, are also good little artists because they make this silly picture. Mm-hmm. Which we could put on the Instagram, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Is it okay? I like to think that Joe Torres drew it himself. That's what I was wondering. I thought maybe. Because it looks like a real goofy version. It does. <laughs> like, he knows his own face better than anyone. <laughs> At first, they're like, well, let's just put this picture on Danny's bed. And I don't get how that's like a very good get him back and thankfully they realize that a little bit and they're like oh there's roy let's have him put this in the paper next to the comic and yeah they're like oh how are we gonna get him to do it like oh no brad why don't you ask him and then she walks up and and jake gives her about 0.6 seconds before he jumps in was like put this in the paper yeah. And then he says no. And he goes rushing in. Danny has submitted for this week's paper. Cute, sweet comics. It's not mean. And it's nice. Yeah. Ray is not having any of it. He's going to get fired. And he, then he like is like, I'm not going to beg. And then he begs. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad Brad is not going out with this guy. The teen are all standing really close by listening yes one would think i mean they are they cut to the teens who are paying attention to this conversation and listening and listening clearly (laughs) and then (laughs) um and they're they're shaking their heads at things that are being said and they're giving knowing glances and staring at the two of them talking. Yeah, maybe 12 feet away. Oh, not know. even. Not probably, no. Not no, even. One, two, three. <laughs> the guy actually literally takes six steps and then there they are. So then they rush over to Danny <laughs> and they're like, what happened? What did you just say? <laughs> What did you just say? We were listening and nodding along with every word. But what was it? (laughs) And he explains what he just explained (laughs) to Roy. This is one of the things where I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I is it because they want to make sure kids get the point? And so they need to say it in a different way. Or is it to fill time? Or is it because they really thought it needed to be said again? I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. This episode has a very interesting cadence. Yeah. Like, I 
can't help but wonder if how different Lisa's image what she wrote made it to the screen. I agree. And I wonder what worth was a script short. And so then they did things like have him ask again, what they talked about, put this owl yeah. down on the step and stand there for a little while. Like we need to fill another four <laughs> minutes or whatever. Yeah. I maybe, maybe the episode was centered around Brad that would make more sense, honestly, given what we know about Lisa's writing style. Yeah. And I was so excited about that romance novel and oh. like the conversation that started this episode. Like loved it. I wanted more of that. I know. I think that conversation and the end conversation of like, you know what? I do need to take more chances. I I, I don't have to be a dud, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really about that. It was about it was about Danny's growth a little bit as um somebody who more valued his friendships and their feelings over his newfound fame. Yeah, the cadence was odd. It was fine. Yeah. Um Brad rushed out after Roy and was like, "Hey, I'm I do want to go out with you. I do." He's been bugging her every time he sees her. He rejects her, just to be clear. Because um, she she wouldn't she wouldn't be as perfect as his dreams, or he would fail to meet her expectations. It was either that she wouldn't be that great, or she would break up with him. This was a weird thing when she was like, "This is a first for me. It's the first time I've been broken up with by somebody I'm not going out with." Like, no, Brad, that's not what it's called. No, this is just rejection. Yeah, you were never. They're still breaking up. But I guess the guy did like play out a relationship for her. I guess. And presented her their future together. (laughs) It's just funny because I feel as though Brad has so clearly never been rejected that she doesn't even know that's the word for it. (laughs) I think that's a pretty okay interpretation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then they have a party for uh for for danny and they accidentally break the owl which is like any little statue a little bit hollow inside and how great would it be if there were little balloons of heroin in it oh man it was actually drug smugglers and mr ernst accidentally bought it and now the next episode is going to be the mob coming to get it i feel like where you can put that in the reboot sounds good (laughs) anyway that's the ep yeah uh buddy's wearing a tunic (laughs) (laughs) i would like to make a note that there was some great goofy music in this episode it seemed like the music the music fellas were having a good time as they seem to always be it's true this one seemed especially exuberant do you do you want to talk horseshoes yeah but i want you to go first i mean it's a it's a five yeah it was a fine up that was fine. Five and a half, maybe. Yeah. That was fine. Um, not my favorite storyline, I would say, but I do like I-, I like to get a little more Danny. I like the uh we got a lot of Jake in this one, and obviously he's one of my faves. So and Melody looked beautiful the entire time. And I 
I think I mentioned this on the last episode, which was just totally uh, batshit crazy. I can't even like one as I've never settled down from from that one. And this one wasn't was not nearly as unhinged. No, but it was pretty uh, pretty out there, and I like that. I really like that for this show. I like it when it is when it's got some outlandishness. I do. I like I like the two to one balance that I think this show strikes pretty often, which is like mostly mm-hmm. we're silly and then we'll hit you with some deep stuff and then we're yeah. silly again. And mm-hmm. and it does it. And then other times it's just like super boring. Mm-hmm. And I love that about it too. That's true. It's like a two to one to one. Yeah. Like silly, silly, serious, boring. I, I yeah. think, and then, and so, you know, often like we can see that across the episodes, but also sometimes within we have a mm-hmm, few absolutely. things going on that are crazy, goofy, and then they're boring, and then a mm-hmm. sweet message. Uh, you know, it's a great, yeah. it's a great late eighties, early nineties show. It has it all. It makes me glad every time. I know, I do. I love it. Even the ones that are, I'm listening. Okay, new podcast. I think it just came out this week for the first time. Let hmm. me tell you what it's called. I just found it. I, it was a necessary find for me. Um, hmm. It is called How to Keep Time. And it's from Ooh. The Atlantic. And it just, they only have one episode. But the first episode is called Waste Time or How to Waste Time, I think. Hmm. It comes from a podcast called How to Build a Happy Life. And so this is, this branches off. It's a how-to, blah, blah, blah. And then this one is, this season is how to keep time. Anyway, you know, it's a lot about time is limited, and that's a weird thing about being a human to know that. And how do we slow time down? What do we do to make meaning of it? All that, yada, yada. Hmm. This show helps with that because you're watching it, and you kind of get lost in time. It doesn't seem, yeah. I can't ever quite tell if time is going faster, slow, or stopped when I'm watching this show. I That's a really, really good way of putting it. Yeah. I feel like that when I describe this show, I often will say it's bathed in golden light. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those two concepts are not unrelated. Hmm. When you use that description to explain it to other people do they understand what you mean oh i i never know if anybody understands what i mean (laughs) i just i just hope yeah (laughs) i'll introduce myself to somebody as an artist and podcaster (laughs) you are and um i talk about how this show it has a nostalgia that's bathed in the the golden light. It does kind of feel like you're looking through um like an Instagram filter a little bit back at life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like photos from that time when you would take them to be developed weren't quite the accurate even even then were not quite an accurate color of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is that feeling of looking at photos like that. Yeah, nostalgia filter. Well, so five and a half. Are you going five and a half? I'm saying five and a half. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, which is not to say that it was bad. It's just, it was fine. Yeah. Danny, 
clearly now we know according to imdb that this show this episode was written for him because he's a good artist joe torres watch you mean yeah Sorry, I got confused. It's hard to tell the man from the legend at this point. I mean, now that we know that Joe Torres himself was the good artist, like, where do you think he is? Is he just doing caricatures on a boardwalk in, Mm. um, you know, Milan? Or Atlantic City? Or Atlantic City. I don't know if Milan has boardwalks, which is why I got <laughs> definitely slow. doesn't like it's kind of um, at the base of the Alps a little bit. I think I feel like I've never been there and I don't know why I chose it. I was picturing the Charles Bridge in mm. Prague yeah. and Milan came out of my mouth. Yeah, that is not a place I would think of when I think of a boardwalk like at all. But and caricatures. And I also didn't mean to say, like, I was picturing this this um, touristy bridge, which isn't even a boardwalk. Yeah, I don't even, I don't remember many bridges in Milan, to be honest with you. It's well, different than a lot of other parts of Italy. It's really inland. So he either could be in Milan as a traditional artist. <laughs> that See, now that makes sense. But really, <laughs> Milan is where you go for high fashion. Okay, okay, here we go. Got it, got okay. it, got it. Got it. All right, Jess, he started it. out in art, media arts, and, and things like comic strips. Got the art bug. Went and got his MFA. Mm-hmm. Got into fashion. Mm. Got into designing belts. Designer oh. belt buckles. Where do you go? Milan, center fashion capital of the world outside of maybe Paris, but he's in Milan with his high fashion fashion belts. Joe Torres fashion belts. <laughs> I let's go. Let's go find him. That sounds like a fun trip. That's the next one, right? I love it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, maybe we should make our next podcast a Let's go to all the places that we've speculated Joe Torres is. Where in the world is Joe Torres? <laughs> that would be the most fun podcast. Oh, my God. We need to win some sort of lottery. <laughs> it would be the most nonsensical podcast ever. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Oh, I'm into it. Okay. Let's get, let's get some cash flow and get that started. Sounds good. If you would like to find us, we're on Instagram at yadudecast. You can email us at yadudecast at gmail.com. And those are the only two places, I yeah. think, at this point. Yeah, I posted on Instagram the other day some pictures from the Ramada, and it was like, you're not posting on it on Facebook. Yeah. Just to be clear. To be clear. <laughs> you are allowed on our other product. But not in the other one. Yeah. Don't even try it. Makes no sense still. No, it's fine. It's fine. And we hope you're well, Joe Torres. Really hope you're well. I know it's been a while since we've checked in. Like since last week? Yeah. I wish that we had... (laughs) I wish that we had thought to leave a note... With the bartender at the pool hall, just be like, hey, if you see Joe Torres, can you give him this? And one of the things that would have been great is because when we hand over the note, be like, can you give this to Joe Torres next time you see them? We could have gauged their reaction. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. 
versus what? Who's that? Yeah. That could have been a major clue. And then either way, if they had been like, who? Who were you talking about? It was just like, you know, just stick it on the bulletin board. Yeah. Buy this man a beer. Oh, that would have been cool. We could have included 10 bucks. That would have been so cool. So cool. Um, hey, everybody out there, I really hope that you're that you're doing all right. It is really hard to do stuff. It's so hard to do stuff. Yeah. But keep it up. You're doing a great job. Take good rest. And we love you and be well, everybody. But also Joe Torres, especially. Yeah, Joe Torres, be well. Get, get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Busy in that fashion belt line. I think that that's it. I think it, we feel you figured it, it out. Must be nailed it. There is a part of me still, though. If there were to be one thing that everybody was in on, do mm. feel like it would be the secret baseball team that Drew Torres is on. <laughs> secret elite baseball team. Yeah. I mean, there's no way for schlubs like us to know. No, but one of my favorite things is how many times we've used the word schlub today. It's such a good word. It's one of those words that sounds like what it is. Yeah. Onomatopoeia? And I'm pretty sure that's the etymology. (laughs) Yeah. Schlub. Look it up. Look it up. That's what it sounds like. Is that a Yiddish word? It seems it. Sounds Yiddish. It is Yiddish. Mm. From Polish. Schlub. Uh, which means, which means, are you ready for the meaning of the Polish word? Yeah. You're never going to guess. Uh, okay. And it's exciting and podcast and like, hey, dude, related. Is it? Okay. It's trough. You <gasps> 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 like... Oh my god, we said okay, can this count as a troughing? We were oh. in we said schlub so many times. We were like inside of that word, which yeah. is turns out a trough. I know it doesn't count, but <laughs> um but it's like it's part of the magic. It's one of those things that makes you feel like there's a higher power up there looking out for us. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. I love you too. Okay. And good night for now. Bye for now and good night for now. Bye for now. Bye.